Summer is a time for excitement, so go ahead and switch things up with a new recipe from HelloFresh. With pre-measured ingredients and easy-to-follow directions, it has never been easier to try something new. Get 14 free meals, including free shipping, with code FACE14 at HelloFresh.com FACE14. This is a Rooster Teeth production. Are there any boy bands where the lead is the most talented? I mean, I think I would think Insync. You think no, like just no. Yeah. Justin Timberlake yeah. was not the lead in Insync. He was the side guy. He was like I'm the third so, guy. I'm sorry. What? The, the, <laughs> yeah. the lead. You're out of your fucking mind, dude. Yeah, I uh, I don't think you lived through it like I had to. Are you? <laughs> or, what do you think? Like J C. Chazé? I'm not saying popularity. I'm saying that like the structure of the group. He was not the captain of the team. He was the all star. I don't even, uh, was his name JC? JC Chazé was not the lead in NSYNC. You're insane. He was, he was the captain of no. the team. No. Absolutely. No, absolutely not. Every photo you see, he's the captain. He's the leading guy. You don't think he has leading vibes? He has leading vibes. He's not the most talented. He was the leader of He also of doesn't team. have leading vibes. I mean, like, he had, like, a solo career, and where did that go? Terrible. Uh, I'm, so, I'm, I'm saying. I, not- I just searched pictures of InSync, and there are so many pictures where he is not the center guy but justin timberlake is you're out of your fucking first mind. one i pulled up he's the center guy you're I don't know out what you're, you're out of your fucking mind that one he's not okay that one he's not maybe with time this changed you're ridiculous <laughs> this is ri- just <laughs> this might episode be, 60, might be- episode 63 yeah all yours uh, well, where, how do you follow that up? You guys c- came in hot with the who was the lead of Sync fight. And uh, I just stood back and let it happen because I got no dog in that hunt. <laughs> who was the lead of Sync, Gavin? Let me guess. Andrew was way off. Uh, just a <laughs> Okay. Maybe I was. I, I thought the other guy was the lead. Just I'll be honest. I don't know lead. anyone else's name from that band. Okay. Although there's the other guy <laughs> who, according to Andrew, is the head of Sync. Backstreet Boys were way bigger. Were they? Mm, for a time. Oh, definitely. For a time. No. Backstreet think, Boys were an international okay. sensation. You don't think NSYNC was an international sensation? They both oh, are. Not, not to the same extent. The hmm. coolest thing about the Backstreet Boys was getting an album from Burger King. As a kid, I don't, I don't remember what the promotion was exactly, but you could get an album from a drive-thru at Burger King. It was fantastic. Did you get what it? A time. Of course I did. Great <laughs> album. <laughs> I got to say, I'm going to I'm going to step back again and I'm going to defer to your expertise here, Gav, because I never had I was never into NSYNC or Backstreet Boys. I didn't have the posters on the wall like you. So I obviously <laughs> as, as I think you're a card carrying member of both fan clubs. I understand that, you know, uh, those two uh, entities better than I. So, uh, yeah, hats off to you, sir. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, big time fan of both. <laughs> what is this? JC. I'm JC. just dropping in. You do a Google search of who is the lead in sync. It's the top thing that comes up. I don't think I'm crazy in my take that JC oh, so was, was the lead of the band. Was Timberlake like backup? Yeah, he was, was like he a side like, player. Um, he eventually hang, became the hang, lead. Hang, hang. Along with is Justin. Is this fucking, hang on. Read what it says. Read that out loud. Yeah, yeah. I'll read it. I'll read it out loud. Along with Justin, JC <laughs> Chazes was the lead singer of NSYNC. I think the Justin thing came later though. I think that was the thing. He was so talented, became co-lead. I don't think he was always lead, based on this some of the ridiculous. music videos and the photos. Why does it say I'm the only member of the band to achieve solo success? <laughs> exactly. Well, because that was accurate. That's just a fact <laughs> that happened. <laughs> That's also accurate. But isn't that talking about Justin? Yeah. Well, the phrasing of that sentence is terrible, then. Along with Justin, J.C. Chazé was the lead singer of NSYNC. Oh, yeah, you're right. That is a terribly written thing. J.C. Chazes is not the only one to achieve solo success in music. How? I, can you say his last name a few more times? I'm really enjoying it. Chazes? Chazes? No. no. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Chaz- uh, uh, Eric, Eric has said it for you about 10 times in the last three minutes. But I like your <laughs> Ch- pronunciation better. No, go ahead. You say, say it again, Eric. I want to hear it. It is J.C. Chazes. Chazes. That's, that's Ooh, a fancy that's name. Fancy. I also love that below that little snippet, there's a BBC article that's headlined "What happened to NSYNC members who aren't Justin Timberlake?" <laughs> that's part of the article. <laughs> what episode is this, my friends? Uh, sixty-three. I believe yeah, it's sixty-three, and it's gonna be a good one, boys. I'm well, very excited. Jeff's been away. 
in, yeah. a, in a foreign land, and I haven't really <laughs> spoken to him at all since he's been back. Just, just been having Jeff. You've been sending us the most interesting <laughs> updates without yeah. any of the information, and I, I honestly, I've been excited about recording all damn day. Okay, here's what I have a, a I wrote out some bullet points. Uh, we can get. <laughs> I, I have a I have a recommended order, but I'll just read them off. Okay. Uh, number one thing I want to talk about. Uh, this is just, I'll, I'll just write down what I wrote or what I I'll say what I wrote. Man hands. <laughs> here's the next one. Open water. Here's the next one. Backpack. Here's the next one. This is from today. Purple nightmare. Yeah, it sure was. It's followed you home. The most recent one, which I sent to you guys about an hour ago, two hours ago, which was just, this one just says, regulation fart. <laughs> and then I have a space for uh, my queries and insights, which I don't know that we'll get to this episode, but we're recording two. Uh, we're recording two uh, because I think you're going to a foreign land, Gavin. So we need to yeah. prepare for that. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, and, and then uh, whatever you want to talk about, Gavin, and whatever you want to talk about, Andrew, because it is a, it's a quorum. God damn, I feel like I just want to listen. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. You, you texted me over a week ago at this point. Boy, do I have an ocean rescue story for you. <laughs> no, nothing else. And it's just has left me time to just admit, I don't know what's happening. I don't know I, if you're being rescued. I hope. And my heart of heart, my dream is that you went on a jet ski expedition and it went oh. horribly wrong that required oh. rescue. Before oh, we man. hit Jeff's stuff, the, I, I have a list of stuff, but I think the only thing that I kind of want to touch on is the stuff that just links us from previous episodes, and it's super yeah. quick. Yeah. What I liked is that because everyone was drawing the layout of your room, Andrew, a lot of mm -hmm. people, a lot of the comment leavers uh, drew some very accurate stuff. But then when, we, when that episode came out, we posted the video that you took where you were just sort of 360 degrees uh -huh. filming around the room. And yeah. I noticed... A really bizarre line of thought across so many individual comment levers. A lot of people were blown away at how bright your room was. They were like, wow, it's so much brighter than I imagined. Oh, weird. It's like, it's really bright. And I've realized everyone has been imagining you in this dingy, dark little room as if you record every podcast in the dark. And I don't know how that sort of infiltrated their minds, but there are so many comments that are like, Wow, that's just like a normal room. <laughs> like you film, like you record from some hole in the ground. Yeah, as if yeah, if they expected it to be something other than human. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so to a certain level, I'm insulted. But on a second point, I agree. My room is way too goddamn bright. I don't have like a proper curtain for my big window for what they put in. So during the day, it's a fucking. It's so bright in here. It's terrible. Even at oh. night, it's not great. So beyond the insult, I, I agree with them. My room is way too bright. I don't think they were saying it should be darker. No, but they're they just, just saying, they're pointing out how bright it is. I guess your <laughs> statement is that they're doing it in contrast to their expectation. Where I'm just saying, as a general room, my room is brighter <laughs> than most bedrooms, I'd say, with the curtains down. <laughs> it's an ineffective curtain. Why do you want to be in a dark room? Why? Well, just like when you wake up in the morning, it's fucking the sun's blasting me in the face every morning. Oh, I don't I like love it. it. I, no. It gets me going. I, no, no, I want the choice to do that. I want to go over to the curtain and blast myself. I don't want the sun just blasting me whenever it feels like. That's totally achievable, though. Just how would I do that? Blackout blind or something. Yeah, I need to do work. I need to set that up. I'm saying the <laughs> blinds that came with the place are not functional in that way. I'd have to modify it. You know who can help is Amazon. Can they? Yeah. You buy curtains on Amazon. Well, no, but I have to install the curtains then. It's not like I, I need a curtain rod. I need to get a screwdriver. I need a ladder. <laughs> We're talking there's, several steps here. I feel like there's very little that you can't do with a a drill and a well, just a drill, really, just in some bits, yeah, some screwdriver bits. You think I could do that job with a screwdriver? Yes. A chair is a ladder. A desk is a ladder. A screwdriver. You've got to have a screwdriver in your house. Oh, I definitely do, but I feel like I need to mount something to the wall. This is a very specific setup. These one does. Maybe a little pilot hole. Get get the drills in there. The mm. the the screws certainly make it easier on you. It would. I mean, I, I could take a photo right now if you want. I mean, this is a. I can't. I'd have to go above the window. The way it's a poorly designed thing. I'll, I'll never turn down an opportunity to get a photo from you. To be honest, I'll turn around and take a photo. I mean, I figured you guys would fill the time. I figured you'd say literally anything. That was my cue. 
Do I'm gonna need a minute? You guys fill. I hey, appreciate Gab, how's the, it going, the quiet buddy? whistling. Now Not you bad. don't need to. I'm I've back. missed you, Jeff. I've missed you as well. We still haven't filmed the the, the super badass bike stunt yet, unfortunately. What, what, what are you doing tomorrow? Uh, <laughs> I have a shitload of meetings tomorrow, unfortunately. Oh, what are you doing Saturday? Saturday, let's do it. Okay, let's. Oh, do that's it. a nice. That's a nice bright window. Oh, lovely. Oh, you know what you could window. do. You could just, uh, you could pop that roller thing out and just put a darker one in, like a thicker one. You don't have to use any tools for that. Could I? Yeah, just measure the size. Look into like. Oh, I'm not like, good at measuring. I'm a bad measuring person. I, what, I'm not a measuring need? guy. What I'm really need? bad at guessing length. You don't things. have to guess. That's why you no, measure. You, you don't, don't have, have to guess. guess. I know. I don't takes, trust myself. Measuring takes the guessing out. Nah, it's, it's, it's the anti-guess. Measuring is the anti-guessing, dude. Come on. It's uh, it's a tough thing, especially when dealing with like people in other countries trying to explain things. Very difficult. I'm not good at it, as far as what you getting live advice from a foreign country while you're <laughs> no. If I'm, if I'm trying to like explain to somebody how I don't know tall something is or long, I try to think of like objects they would see. Or you could just to... use the measurement. You could just do the, just say 75 inches. Are you trying to relate? More are, you, are you like talking to French people in, in baguettes? Like, what, what, <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? No. Okay, so like one of the measurements, I, I don't know. Peter Dinklage <laughs> is somebody I've used in the past. Come just like on. a Dinklage. Yeah, just like, like a Dinklage. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I learned a Dink. So, Peter Dinklage is 1.2 yards. So, like, whenever. Stop measuring. So, 1.2 or 1. in the yards. <laughs> just, so then. Well, no, it's Why? just, okay, so now I'm a big football, I love football. Every time it's like third and one now, in my head it's third and a dinklage, and it, it's just, I don't know, it's a fun visual. They need to move the ball. But no one knows exactly how tall Peter Dinklage is just off in their head. Nobody has that information. No, but if somebody said, like, how tall is my mini fridge, I'd assume it's about the same height as Peter Dinklage. And I, I don't know what the height of my fridge is, but I could say it's around the height of Peter Dinklage, and they would know because they've seen Peter Dinklage. I would, I would love to see a measuring tape that just measures in Dinklages. <laughs> Dinklages. Dinklages is my main measurement. That's easier than getting a tape measure. That's easier. Like, oh, yeah. Peter Dinklage, can you come over and stand under this cabinet? But I want to see if, if this they don't know fit. how long a foot is, what good is it even if I have the exact measurement? Because you, it's numbers. If I, if I was like, how tall is your house? You'd be like, it's one minute bowl, a LeBron James, and the rock. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's uh, probably like the third story of a hotel. Two stories of a hotel, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd compare it to, like, a thing that everyone's seen. I need to understand that in Dinklage. I'm sorry. <laughs> this, this is, I don't know. This is coming from the man who, who told me to put an eighth of a teaspoon of pineapple juice in my sauce last week. <laughs> that was just me saying stuff. <laughs> <laughs> not good at it. I'm not good at it. I like that you... You then went to actually put a value to Peter Dinklage in terms of measurement. Yeah. And you did it in the arts. <laughs> I did. Well, because I was thinking within a football context when I was having this oh, conversation okay. of like, if you were going to move the ball of Peter Dinklage, how far would it be? And it was 1.3 or 1.2 yards, I believe. Oh, man. Yeah, well, uh. I, I understand the problem now. There's no there's no easy solution for you to get blinds. It's just going to be bright for the rest of your life. Well, uh. no, it's, there are tons of solutions. They just require me to do some research, and I just haven't done it yet. You're on I'll, the phone to Home to Depot it. ordering a dinklage of blinds. You're working in a vaccine lab or something. Oh, my no, God. No, I mean, all I need to do is cover my eyes with a pillow. That's my technique. I just bring the pillow over the face, and we're fine. Darkens out the whole room. It's perfect. Uh. I can't see anything. It's comfy. I feel like I'm a little, I'm trapped a little, uh, bit, a little enclosed. It's great. Oh, uh, God damn. I did not expect to hear that today. <laughs> no, we're just talking about distances. I used to think a foot was the size of my foot. I'd use my foot to measure feet. Not an accurate representation. Although it might be. How many dinklages per hour does a plane fly at? <laughs> I don't, I haven't expanded beyond uh, a football scenario, but that's a great question. You don't know DPH? <laughs> No, I don't. <laughs> I don't know Dinklage per hour. Dinklage's per hour is not a measurement that uh, I've tracked. Speaking of planes, that was a part of a clever segue. But speaking uh -huh. of planes, Jeff went on a plane somewhere. Jeff, what happened when you were there? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, what a great segue. Uh, I had I had a fantastic vacation is what I, is what I tried. Uh, <laughs> God damn. Uh, I... Uh, 
Well, let's start at the top. Man hands. Okay, so that's an insight. <laughs> I went to uh, I went to a, a, this place in Mexico that I go. Um, I'm just gonna first, sit back. For, first trip out of the states in a while, uh, and there's this little island. It's it's the easternmost point of Mexico. Uh, it's called Isla Mujeres, and uh, I, I go there uh, fairly regularly. I mean, not since the pandemic, obviously, but um, so this is my first trip out. Uh, the girlfriend and I and uh, two of our uh, grown-up non-rooster teeth friends, a couple, all went together. Um, uh, and then up. met some other grown-up non-rooster teeth <laughs> friends. Uh, so it was like six couples. Uh, and uh, anyway, so I went for a week, and it's a really cool. It's a really cool little island. It's like it's only about five miles long, and there's not really any cars on it. So when you get there, you like have to take a ferry to get there. And when you get there, you rent a golf cart, and then you just drive around and swim and eat fun food, and it's just really charming and great. And drive golf carts. It's awesome. It's fun. Anyway, so uh, they have massages on the beach. And uh, I try to get a massage every day while I'm there because they're super cheap and they're really good massages. And every you're day? On the beach. Yeah, one a day. <laughs> like, you go swimming in the morning, uh, eat some lunch at the beach, go swim a little bit more, then go get like a knock out like an hour long massage and then go back and get ready for dinner. Right. But surely by like day five, you're like, OK, I've, I've done this I've, now. I've, I've done it. Well, yeah. trying to get one every day doesn't mean getting one every day. I would uh, say okay. in the six days I was there, I probably got four. <laughs> That's still a <laughs> lot. <pretty> good. <laughs> it's, dude, it doesn't feel like a lot. I, I could have used another six or seven. Uh, I got a lot of stress in this body, buddy. Uh, it's gonna t- it takes those people a while to work it out. Anyway, so I've been doing this for a long time. It's, it's like open air and it's breezy and you're like smelling the ocean and you've got the way it's just really relaxing. And uh, I had something, it came up that's just never come up before in my entire life, which is we roll up on the first day uh, and it's uh, Emily and I both get, get our massages and it's always two ladies, but this time it was a dude and a lady. And that's happened before too, but always like, I, and I don't, I, I don't know if these are like unspoken rules or whatever, but the lady always massages me and the dude always massages Emily, right? I've never been massaged by a guy before in my life. And this time the guy was like, let's go. So I'm like, okay, cool. I've never had a massage by a guy before. I wonder if it's any different at all, you know? So I lay down and we get to work and I realized that men are superior to women in every way. <laughs> I melted in that man's hands. I felt, I, I was, he worked out every sore muscle, yeah. every, every ounce of stress in my entire body with his strong masculine hands. I was a puddle. I felt safe and secure. I was, I didn't want to leave that bed, dude. I, and I, I thought about that massage all night. And, I, and then the next day I went back and I was like, where's the guy? And he wasn't there, but there was a different guy. So I got the different guy. I'm never, this is my insight. I'm never getting massaged by a, a woman with tiny woman hands ever again for the rest of my life. Sorry, women, I'm off limits. I only want beefy, strong sausage fingers dudes on me. It was amazing. And I recommend every dude go out and get a massage by a dude who's tougher than you immediately. So I guess two things immediately for me. I'm, I, I've never gotten a massage in my life, but I've known this to be a thing. You, mm. you want the, 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 the male massager. It's just, it's a deeper, it's more strength, more hand strength. That's just the thing I know. So it's shocking to me. Sounds like you're a real massage enthusiast that you weren't aware of this. Second thing, and most important detail, at what day did you get the massage from the guy? Uh, I think How many the, massages in were you? It was the first massage, uh, so it was on day two. I didn't get a massage day one. So this also explains Jeff's sudden pursuit of massages every single day. Yeah. I feel like it increases the <laughs> no, no, man. Yeah. Yeah. He has I'm still seen the light and he now needs it as much as he possibly can get it. That's why you're going there every day. And, and, and I'll be honest, the second dude wasn't as good as the first dude, but he was still really good. And it was still amazing. But I still am thinking about the first guy a little bit. And I wish I could remember his name. Yeah. He, he rocked my world. And I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm sure you could just ask for a firmer massage from any woman. I've asked for firm massages. It's different. I'm telling you, there's hand size. There's like this raw. I don't know how else to describe it. I've had a million massages in my life. I've had deep tissue massages. I've had therapeutic massages. I've had all kinds of different massages. It was just different. So are you telling me that if you went and got one this week, you got a, a woman masseuse, mm-hmm. well, I guess that's redundant, um, and then you ask for like <laughs> as firm as she's got, are you saying it wouldn't come close? I don't know. I've, I'm just saying I've never experienced Whoa. massages like the four, three, I, I got a woman the last day, so three of the four massages were men, and I've never experienced massages like the three that I got from men. 
think there are obvious going to be exceptions to that that example. Absolutely, but I think I'm generally sure there speaking, are. there's probably it's just you know it's a, the guys would have more hand strength. I'd assume. I've had a few in my time. Um, what? Well, yeah, but one, the same though. Always, always women. But I had one in Japan, and it was way too firm. It, it, it she hurt me so much. I would have paid again at the end to have just gone back in time and not done it. Yeah, hmm. it it wasn't it, about pain. It wasn't like he like it was. It's hard to scream. It's not like there was just like a strength there, and I, I don't know how else to describe it. it. But I wasn't saying like the guy hurt me any more than the women do or anything. I've had some painful massages from women. It was just like <laughs> just a different vibe with a dude. I don't know, but I'm into it. Hmm. Interesting. Super into it. Yeah. Little revelation. Maybe yeah, I'll try it, it out. I I recommend you do, my friend. Please give a scouting report back, Gavin. I'd love to. I, I, I can't. I'm, I'm too ticklish for massages. I'd love to get one. Too tickle. ticklish. They're not like. Yeah, they're not tickling you, buddy. They're no, I, I'm super ticklish. Like, doesn't even matter. I don't trust myself. It would be a, a disaster. I, I wonder if they would charge you more, though, because as you've once said, you're all back. So there potentially is more back. It would be exhausting for them, and it would be stressful <laughs> for me trying not to laugh. It would be a terrible experience. <laughs> oh, Eric says uh, Jeff is right. Interesting. Oh, thanks, Eric. Appreciate it. You're right. I've had massages from both, and I prefer, <laughs> I prefer uh, male masseuse. Yeah, it's just it's it's deeper. I feel like it's deeper <laughs> tissue and a firmer hold. Deeper. There's just it's, something to it's it. It's way deeper. Yeah. They're getting in there. The end. Men just. <laughs> know, I'll say it like this: I've learned men know how to touch men. Mm. <laughs> I'm just surprised Andrew's never got one. Oh, no, I'm too ticklish. He's yeah, never had but... an egg, and you're surprised he's never had a massage. <laughs> I just feel like there are places where I'm ticklish, but during a massage, they're not they're not tickling me. Oh, I'm super. You don't understand the level of ticklishness that I got going on over here. It is a real problem. I'm super ticklish and I I just don't want to risk it. I don't want to roll those dice because it would just just, be a nightmare. Your body is just so unbalanced by the sounds of you got the the strongest nose in the world, but the most (laughs) ticklish back. Yeah. Yeah. You're just lopsided. Ticklish everywhere. So is your nose ticklish? I bet you, you know what, if you, if you got someone in there who knew what they were doing <laughs> in, in the tickling game, I would, I'd probably laugh. Yeah, I'd probably, it'd probably tickle. What does that mean? If I don't know. I, well, I'm saying I don't know the nose tickling technique, but if you get a real tickling enthusiast in there that knows their way around, I'm sure yeah, that, they'd get me. But that's the whole point. The, the, the masseurs and masseuses aren't going to tickle you. No, but yeah. it's a mental thing. It's just something about the process. I don't know. I'm super tick. I'm just. It's more of a paranoia thing too. Of if, if <laughs> I don't want to risk that. What if I am ticklish in that way? Because then what do I do? It's just a terrible scenario. All right. <sighs> Fair Take enough. Away for it. We all shop online, and we've all seen that promo code field taunt us at checkout. Enter me in for a discount. What? You don't have a discount? You don't know anybody who hands out discounts? Sorry. Not anymore, though, because thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes or waiting for some coupon fairy to give them to you is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online, which range from sites that have tech or gaming products to fashion brands or food delivery, or in my case, it was a stand-up paddleboard recently. You get the idea. Tons and tons of variety. Here's how it works. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites, and when you go to checkout, the Honey button drops down, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. You wait a couple seconds, Honey searches for coupons all around the internet and probably some secret internets and maybe some space internets. Then, if it finds a working coupon, it'll apply and you will watch the prices drop. Blue Savings. Honey saved us, I don't remember now, uh, but it was a, a pretty significant amount on two stand-up paddle boards that we bought. And uh, let my girlfriend, she's a big honeyer, and I was about to hit the button and she was like, no, use Honey, remember? And I was like, oh, right. And so I did, and we saved a ton of money. And it's not just us. Honey has found its over 17 million members more than $2 billion in savings. So if you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It is literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. I'd never recommend something I don't use. 
Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash face. That's joinhoney.com slash face. What is HelloFresh? Well, let me tell you. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. So you can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. Those are the big three right there. The EFA, we call them. Easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit, because of EFA. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips with less prep, less effort, and minimal cleanup, so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes. And I don't know about you, but my life is busy to the degree that 30 minutes is about all I can spare, so it's perfect. And there's so much variety. You can choose from 50 menu and market items each week, from vegetarian meals to craft burgers to more crap. Maybe you just want to get a week's worth of craft burgers. If you're me, that's an option. But if you don't, you can get extra special gourmet options as well. There's something for everyone to enjoy. All the recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. And HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need to easily customize your order on the app within just minutes. You can easily change your delivery day, your food preferences, your plan size, or even skip a week whenever you need to. Also, this summer, HelloFresh has everything you need to get grilling. I know it's August, but the summer's not over. It's hotter than ever. And when it's hot, people want to eat sizzling meat. They have grilling bundles. They have burger packs and surf and turf packs. It's a grilling extravaganza. Get 14 free meals, including free shipping, with code FACE14 at HelloFresh.com slash FACE14. So go to HelloFresh.com slash FACE14 and use code FACE14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. Better get to grilling and sizzling. So that's man hands. All right, that's man hands. The next one is open water. Now... <laughs> I'm really I have to, for this, this is the big this is the big one. This one and Purple Nightmare are the big ones. I think we may have to wait till next episode for Purple Nightmare though. All right, I, I'm going to start this with a preface with, I'm going to preface this by saying <laughs> I am still reeling a little bit from how poorly I told the horse story and have received <laughs> a lot of criticism in my personal life from people uh, about it that are f- more familiar with the story and I feel a particular fear uh, in regards to this story because it's not just my story. I was one of four people that experienced this hell. So, would you want to write it out? No, I have I have notes. I apologize in advance to Emily and Joey and Tamara if I don't do the story justice. I am really sorry. It's a lot. It's a it's a mouthful. It's a lot to figure out. And everybody, because I've heard the story repeated about a hundred times over the last week, uh, everybody has different parts that matter to them, right? And so if I don't cover the part that matters to you the most, I apologize, but it wasn't the part that mattered to me the most. Okay, so for the sake of your storytelling, do you want us just to listen instead of ask questions? No, no, you can ask questions. It's fine. Let's just do this like normal. All right? Okay. (laughs) Now, uh, while we... Well, first off, let me say, uh, I I would like to tell you... I had... I woke up with a nightmare (laughs) the night before this happened, and I had a conversation with Emily. I can't tell you what that conversation is yet, because it'll spoil the story, but I'll tell you at the end, if you remind me, to come <laughs> yeah. back to it, okay? It's, it's non-linear. It's non-linear. While we were in Mexico, uh, we wanted to, we decided to go snorkeling. Uh, I will also say that I have been snorkeling quite a few times in my life. Been snorkeling in the ocean a few times. Been snorkeling at this very island, Isla Mujeres, before. Ca- consider myself uh, familiar with the snorkeling as a concept and uh, fairly experienced in it. So... Previously, I had uh, snorkeled. We'd uh, done some reefs, some, like a you know a reef, and we'd done like an underwater museum that they have out there that's really cool. And uh, this time, there were a lot of uh, advertisements to go snorkeling with whale sharks. So we started to look into it, and it seemed like this really cool opportunity. I guess once a year, whale sharks come. They they typically live uh, I don't know a couple hundred feet below water. They're sharks, not whales, so they don't have to come up for oxygen. Uh, but they, and they have giant mouths, but they, their mouths don't open. They can't have teeth so that they, they can only eat plankton. So they're not dangerous. Right. And about once a year, they will come up at this spot in the ocean where the Gulf coast and the, and the, I guess the Pacific ocean or Atlantic ocean meet or the oceans off Mexico. And, uh, I guess it's like, it's like a feeding frenzy for them. And there'll be hundreds out there eating at the surface and manta rays too. And supposedly it's a really cool, unique thing. And so there are a lot of advertisements to go. Uh, snorkeling 
with uh, with the whale sharks, and we had had such a positive experience snorkeling there previously that we were like, "Hey, let's do that. Let's all do that." And so the whole big group of us were going to go. Two people backed out, so it ended up just being me and Emily and our, our other two friends. The thing I liked about it is that it's a, it's a, it's like a weird thing to to go snorkeling with like animals, and I was a little worried about like is is this appropriate? And they were like, "Yeah, it's like it's really uh, uh, ecologically minded." They wouldn't let us wear sunscreen at all because the sunscreen could irritate or affect the food or the whale sharks in some negative way. So we had to wear like we had to go out and buy like full body like wetsuit kind of deals because it was like this you know a thousand degrees in the sun, and it's like a four hour tour, right? Oh, very yeah. similar, very similar to Gill- Gilligan's Island. So we get there, and this lady comes out. The lady who we bought the tour from, we're sitting on the on like right out, right on the beach there, right in front of the boat. And she comes up, and she we talk to her for about fifteen minutes. She gives us the rundown, and we're like, "All right, let's get to it." And she goes, "Oh, oh yeah, no, let me introduce you to the to captain. I'm not, I'm not the one that does it. I just coordinate it." And we're like, "Oh, okay." So then this captain comes out. And he gives us a spiel about like he's really funny and engaging and he's really well versed. And they explain to us that it's, you know, we're in their territory, so we have to be respectful. And he explains like all the different scenarios where we could annoy a whale shark and how to avoid it. You know, he's got all these little funny clips like quips like, uh, you know, how like when you're eating at a picnic and flies are buzzing around while you're trying to eat your lunch. Like, you're the flies. So be respectful. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. And it's all really good information. And uh, and we can only go in like two people at a time. So like. You know, the other couple will go in, and when they come out, we'll go in because we don't want to overwhelm the whale sharks. It's all designed with being really respectful to the whale sharks and their environment, which I think is pretty cool. And so he's like, all right, you guys ready? And we're like, yeah, let's go. And then we're like, point us to the boat. And he goes, oh, no, no, I'm not taking you. These other guys are taking you. And at this point, I think, <laughs> well, that's a little weird. I'm on my third person, and so surely at some point, I'm going to talk to the person that's going to take us out, Right. So he takes us out to this, he actually just points to the boat and uh, we go out there and there's these two dudes on it, uh, like a captain and like a diver dude, right? But was the first guy a captain? He was like the head of the company, I guess. He was a captain, yeah. So anyway, these guys, we get there, we get on the boat and it becomes apparent, these guys don't speak a lot of English uh, and, you know, why would they? They're Hispanic and they're in Mexico, right? And so there's a bit of a language barrier off the, at the get-go, which is fine, you know, we make it work. No big deal. So we get in the boat and it's, you know, it's not a big boat. It's like one of those little boats you'd see off the coast. I don't know a lot about boats, but it's got two little twin uh, Yamaha 150 engines on the back. That's very important. Two twin Yamaha 150 engines. (laughs) Boy, does that become a big deal. Uh, And, uh, you know, it's one of those boats that probably holds about 12 people. It's just seats all the way around. It's not super fast and it's covered with like a tarp at the top, you know, like a nice tarp. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, okay. Uh, oh, by the way, I should mention one thing that gave me pause is <laughs> in the previous instructions from the first captain who I thought was going to be taking us out. He mentioned that we were going about 50 miles off the coast in Jesus. open ocean. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, 50 miles <laughs> into the in, in, into the ocean. <laughs> 50 miles. And I thought that's that's a lot further than I thought it would be. And he goes, yeah, it's going to take about 45 minutes to get out there. It takes about 45 minutes in these little boats to, get, to go 50 miles. That's a fast boat. Yeah. And uh, like 40, 45, 50 miles somewhere. It's, it's like, it's, it's not an exact science, right? It's like wherever the whale sharks are that day. But it's, a, you know, he said it's about, you know, 70 to 85 kilometers or so, which I, in my head is about 45 to 50 miles, right? I think. Uh, anyway, it's pretty fucking far out there. So we hop in the boat and I'm not. I don't get seasick. I'm not uneasy about this. I've been uh, whale watching before, the whole thing. But they recommend we take Dramamine uh, for nausea. And so I'm like, fuck it, I will. Yeah, like, why not? You know, why, why, why tempt fate? So I take, we all take our Dramamine. Not that I think it's going to be an issue at all. Then we take off and we, uh, we start to go. And after about, I don't know, 15 minutes or so, I realize we're, we're not going really fast. And I look over and the... Uh, the guy is like fucking with the with the controls, trying to get one of the like one of the engines is pegged, and the other one is just like going back and forth. And he's trying to, and the other guy's back there, kind of kicking it and looking at it. And uh, we realize uh, they they start screwing. We we slow down, and I'll say if we were going in fifth gear, like if this was a car, we're going in like third gear now. And uh, they're like speaking to each other, and I can't quite understand it. They seem agitated. The vibe starts to shift. I'll I'll say that. 
the vibe, it just doesn't seem as pleasant as it was. And uh, there is obviously a problem with one of the engines. I can still see land. We're like, <laughs> I said 15 minutes out. We're like maybe 10 minutes out. I can still see land. So I'm kind of not wor too worried, but I'm also like, well, we can just go back. And they're like, eh, and they kind of wave us off when we're like, do we need to, you know, and they're like, eh, that's fine. And uh, they go back there and he's like kicking the engine and he's like working on it. And we just keep going. The other guy just goes forward with one engine while the other guy tries to fix the first engine. Eventually, he gives up, and we just go forward with one engine. At this point, we're 30, 40 minutes out, and I'm like, oh, well, we've only got about 10 minutes before we'll be at the... 10 minutes to 20 minutes before we'll be at the, the whale sharks, right? But I start to notice that boats come by, and they're passing us like we're sitting still. And, <laughs> uh, and I realize they're going way, way, way faster than us, because they're in fifth gear, because both of their engines work. Mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're going like third on one engine, and... Uh, it's starting to get real bumpy in third gear. Uh, when you're going in fifth gear, you're cutting right through those waves. When you're going in third gear, you are not. We are getting kind of battered around. Like, I'm starting to get a bruise on the back of my lower back from getting slammed into the back of the boat over and over again. And we're not, like, nauseous or anything, but it's not pleasant, right? We do that. Uh, the 45-minute ride out to the whale sharks ended up being a little over an hour and a half. By the time we wow. roll up, I see the boats out there we're all feeling pretty, pretty worn out. Like it's been a long hour and a half <laughs> getting blasted in the sun with no sunscreen, getting jostled around, going like we're, we're bobbing like uh, f fucking motherfuckers because we're not going that fast. <laughs> we get out there and first off, I thought this was going to be this intimate experience. There's 40 boats in the water and I don't know how they're not slamming into each other because this is open fucking ocean. Like I, I haven't seen land in an hour at this point. We are so far out there. And I'm, I discovered I'm not super cool with that. Like, I'm okay with it. Uh, obviously, we're safe, but it's weird to be in that small of a boat that far away from, mm -hmm. something, from land, right? And all these boats, and it's getting... So there's all these boats, like, floating around. And I noticed that on, a, on every boat, two or three people are hanging off the boat, just throwing up. Like, I'm probably watching, <laughs> I'm probably watching 20 people puke at the same time. I like that, that there's no sunscreen, but you're allowed to just yeah. vomit all over. <laughs> well, I don't, I, don't, I don't think they had a choice, dude. <laughs> there, was no, there was no way to hold it in, right? And so uh, the waves are fucking huge, too, here. And then the guy comes over and he gives... There's not even a discussion of who's getting in the water yet. He just gives Emily and I flippers. And we brought our own snorkels because <laughs> we thought that'd be the safest with COVID and stuff. And so he, the guy goes, hey, put, uh, put these on. And so we're like, I'm like putting them on. And she's like putting hers on. And before the guy had given us the spiel, the, ca the first captain had given us a spiel. When you get in the water, just look straight down. Just look straight down. There's no whales above you. The whale sharks are going to be below you. Uh, you. But you also need to keep in mind where the boat is, where the diver is, and where your partner is at all times. But also don't look up. Only look down. And I'm like, well, that, that seems complicated. So, and I'm interested <laughs> to see how that's going to work in practice. So anyway, he gives us these. I'm starting to just like casually put a thing on. And then the guy screams, go, go now, go now, go, go now. <laughs> and Emily and I are like, what, what? And we're not even sure if it's us. And he's just pointing at us going, go now, go now. And then he goes over and he, he, he points to him and he jumps in the water like we're supposed to do. And we're like, ah, and the other guy's like, go now. And we're like, ah, and so we're like putting our flippers on and we just drive, <laughs> jump into the water, right? Jump into a, a huge roiling ocean full of people and waves and boats. And my, my, uh, my snorkel flies off. One of my, uh, <laughs> one of my fins flies off my foot. And so I'm like in open ocean trying to put my fucking fin back on and trying to fit my snorkel on while I'm bouncing around and, uh, and like a wave will come up and I can't see anything. It's just, it's, I can't see anybody. And then the wave will crash back down and I'll suddenly see 40 boats and hundred people. And it's fucking scary. And I'm like looking around. I, so I just start looking at the ground, like looking in, in, in the ocean and all I just see is blue, just like hundreds of feet of blue and nothing. It's the scariest thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, where are these fucking whale sharks? And, but then I'm like, oh, I got to look at Emily. I got to look at the guy, right? So I look up and Emily's over there. So I like to try to grab her hand and she grabs mine. And then the guy's like, the guy's like, ah, and he's like yelling at me. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck what? And I don't understand what he's saying. He's like, ah, and he just starts pointing. He's like, follow, follow. And I'm like, ah, oh. so I just start swimming and start swimming, right? And start swimming. And then he's like, 
get on the boat. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so like, then we're like trying to get on the fucking boat and the waves are crashing. I'm like slammed against the side of the fucking boat. And I eventually climb up the ladder. And by the time I get back on the ladder, we've been in the water for 45 seconds to a minute. Maybe I'm exhausted. Emily looks like she just, she, <laughs> Emily looks like she is fucking done. And we're both like, what the fuck was that? And then I just hear chatter over the radio going, no whales, no whale sharks, no whale sharks. And then we just start, and the guy's like, no sharks here. And then we just take off. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? I and I look at Emily and she goes, what? I look at Emily and she goes, I'm not getting back in the water. And I go, yeah, I know. I, 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 they'll go next. They'll go next. And then we just start going and we're, we're just leaving all these other boats behind. And that actually scares me because we're going off on our own. And all I can hear is chatter over the radio of them saying like, no whale sharks here, whatever. So like we're going to another location, right? But we're going in third gear again and we're going slow. And at this point, the dip into the, the, the terrifying dip into the open ocean and then getting slammed around and then slammed into the boat and then back up in. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to get a little, little seasick at this point. And we go for, I want to say another, oh, 30 or 40 <laughs> minutes further out into the ocean. And eventually, uh, I'm starting to wonder if these guys are just taking us out to dump us because there's nobody around and it's scary and there's no communication and they're, 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 I can tell these guys are getting more stressed by the boat. Oh, I should also point out, I'm starting to smell a lot. When we got into the water and we came back into the back of the boat, we're smelling a ton of gasoline. Like it's a very <laughs> intense smell of gasoline at the back of the boat. And Emily and I are like, this no is sunscreen. not good. I have a question. No at sunscreen. this point in the story, am I supposed to know what the hell happened back there? Uh, back where? At the back like, of the boat? With all, like, this, like, go now and, like, get in the boat. Like, what? No, that, you don't know anything more than I do, dude. Okay. They told us that, that we go to the, we go to the spot so where the whale sharks are. We they scream at us to jump in. We jump in. Then they scream at us to get out. And then we just take off. And they're like, there were no whale sharks there. Okay. And then eventually, in that 30 minutes, boats start slamming past us again like we're standing still. We get to another location. This time there's about 20 boats. The whole thing happens again. Uh, they, like, <laughs> throw the stuff at Joey and Tamara. They're like, you guys get ready. Uh, I should also point out at some point that this is supposed to be a luncheon ceviche where they prepare, ce <laughs> prepare ceviche live in front of you and they have gourmet sandwiches and shit. Uh, not that I'm hungry at this point, uh, but other people are. And uh, we, we get out there and it's even worse there and there's less boats there and it's like the waves are even worse and there's just like no whale sharks. And they're like, no sharks here. We go again. And uh, <laughs> I think Tamara goes, no, no, that's enough. No, we're not going to another location. We're good. Just take us back. We're done. Like, we're two and a half hours into this. We've been getting slammed left and right. <laughs> I'm fucking not feeling well. Emily looks like she's feeling terribly. Joey seems fine. Uh, he owns a boat. And that. Then the other girl, Tamara, she lived on a yacht for, uh, like, like, a sailboat for a couple of years. Not a yacht, but a sailboat for a couple of years. So, like, they're well-versed sea people. And Joey's fine. Tamara looks like she's not feeling great either. And so the guy's like, he kind of shrugs and is like, okay. So we turn around and we just start heading. We think back. We're looking, like, we're looking on a compass on our phone. Like, yeah, we're headed towards land. I guess this is the way. And it's, we just start going a little bit slower and a little bit slower. And at some point they throw sandwiches at us and I open mine up and it's, uh, <laughs> it's just two pieces of like white bread with like, as, as it was described, if, uh, it was one slice of ham sliced on a one, like it was like, you could see through it and there's just a shitload of mayonnaise. So the mayonnaise is a non-starter for me. Right. So I just, I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that. And then I see the ceviche. It's a literally a five gallon, like home Depot bucket, just full of shrimp. <laughs> And I'm like, eh, it doesn't look appetizing either. Just open shrimp in a five-gallon bucket. So I'm like, clearly I'm not eating on this trip. Uh, but I'm not super hungry anyway. <laughs> it's like bread in a bucket of chum. Yeah, bread in a bucket of chum is what we're looking at. And so, uh, and there's no Diet Coke, by the way. Which really, that was the thing that pissed me off. They only had Coke and Sprite. No Diet Coke. Uh, and so, uh, so I'm just trying to drink a Sprite. And I'm feeling really bad. And Emily's... I can tell feeling really bad. And we're now 45 minutes into the trip back and the boat keeps going slower. And I'd say about third, yeah, about 45 minutes. Uh, I noticed that we're not really going. We just seem to be kind of, uh, kind of floating. Uh, well, I should, I should go back. I should dial back to, uh, maybe about 20 minutes before this moment, we're sitting there and I'm rocking. And, uh, and then I realize I'm absolutely going to throw up. Uh, there was no way to hold it back. And so I run over to the side of the boat and I throw up a good five or six times. Huge vomit. And is uh, the boat moving? Oh, yeah. So slowly, but it is moving. 
and I'm like, you know, just this fucking ocean nausea vomiting, right? It's not pretty. It's a horrible sound. Oh, Henry's here. Found his. Yeah, that's right. You fucked that toy up. This story's the, just the best. I hope it never ends. Keep going. Uh, well, we got a ways to go. Uh, so uh, I turn back to look at Emily because she's like, are you all right? And she sees me and she almost throws up in her mouth and turns away and goes, I can't look at you. I can't look at you. And I'm like, oh, my God, what? And I don't know. I just like I'm sitting there and uh, and I sit there for a while. And Emily's just like, I can't, I can't, I can't, she can't I can't look at you. I'm going to throw up. I couldn't figure out why. I, I thought it was because I saw out over the ocean. Uh, after a few minutes, like maybe about five minutes after I calmed down, I, I touch my face and I realize I'm my face is covered in puke. And Emily said later, it looked like I drank a cappuccino of vomit. And it was just like, I had like a cappuccino mustache uh, uh, of puke around, you know? And uh, so I'm like trying to wipe it off and you see water. And, oh boy, he's... Henry. Give it a break on the... Give the octopus a break. God damn. Oh yeah, now settle in. Hunk, hunker down. That's good. Yeah, he's getting cozy so he can... Really. Is that different to the owl that you usually have? Yeah, he owl owls oh. in the other room. This is uh, okay. this is puss puss as we call it, <laughs> uh, little blue octopus. Uh, so uh, <laughs> so uh, at this point, I lay down and I'm like, I gotta go to sleep because I'm exhausted. And I start to fall asleep just laying on the side of the boat, like just holding my tummy. And I wake every time I wake up as I'm falling to the floor or my head is slamming back into the side of the ocean from the waves. <laughs> Right. So now, so that's where I was for 20 minutes. Eventually I get up and uh, then I realized that we're going really slow at some point in this. We're probably about 45 minutes into the return. Ugh. And I look back there and I realize neither engine is going. And I hear the guy trying to start it and trying to start it. And, uh, <laughs> and then for the next 30 minutes, I can only describe, uh, I can only say, uh, I watched two men try to get an it took me a while to piece together what was happening there was a lot of yelling there was a lot of screaming on the mic on the over the radio i just keep hearing caliente caliente over the radio caliente and i look and then i realize i guess the other engine the one that was working has overheated from from excessive use and so the guy is literally standing on the top of it trying to push it into the ocean to submerge it to cool it down so now we're in a situation where I think we're going to die. We're probably going to die. I haven't seen land in three hours. I've been beaten to hell, banged around uh, for hours and hours. I've got no food in me. The only food available is slathered in mayonnaise and chum. And I got a, I got a, I got a half a Sprite to my name. And, uh, and this guy's trying to trying to submerge the boat to save the engine, you know, essentially. And so they eventually work out a system where we'll, they drive for a few minutes really slowly. If we were in third gear before, we're in first gear now, which, by the way, first gear in ocean, open ocean, you don't go forward. It's like you, you kind of go in whatever direction the ocean tells you to go with a little bit of zeal, you know, just a little gusto in that direction. So we're just getting... We're going left, we're going right, we're going back, occasionally forward. Very rarely are we going, we're certainly not going in a straight line, and we're not going anywhere, right? And every once in a while, the engine will conk out, and then we'll, it'll be too caliente, and they'll be, like, trying to cool it down, and then after a few minutes, they'll, like, it'll get started again, and then we'll go for a few more minutes, and then it'll, it'll stop, and we're like, what is going on? How long till we get back? And the guy goes, 30 minutes, and I'm like, there's... No fucking way. We're going to be back in 30 minutes. I, we're not. We're hours away from land at this point. I don't even know that we're headed in the right fucking direction. Uh, it's brutal. And then, uh, sure enough, about 30 minutes later, two boats show up on the horizon. And uh, I mean, I'm thinking about writing, like, writing my goodbyes at this point. Like, I don't know what else to do. We're just getting slammed left and right. I'm beyond nauseous. Joey seems fine, like he's having a great day. I Emily looks <laughs> like she wants to die. He's just tucking into the chum. <laughs> he's fine. He's fine. He's happy. He doesn't get seasick. He's uh, he's loving life, right? Tamara's doing. She, I found out later it was to keep herself from from vomiting. She was doing New York Times crossword puzzles on her phone, which I don't know how you. I don't know how that kept her from vomiting because anytime I made anytime I focused on anything, it made me want to vomit. Uh, but anyway, two boats show up on the horizon, and we're like, "What's this?" And they're like. One of the boats, get, and the guys aren't talking to us. They're in a bad, bad mood. And we're in a bad mood. And I can tell this has been very stressful on them. Probably not as stressful as it's been on us, but maybe ignorance is bliss. I don't know how close to dead we are, right? This other boat full of, it's another 
whale watching whale shark watching tour full full boat right it gets a little close to us and the guy turns to us and he goes uh they're they're gonna take you back and we're like oh so we're gonna get on that boat and he goes yeah and i go how and he goes go go now go now and we go what what and he goes go now get in the ocean go now and we're like what our stuff and he goes don't worry about it go now i've got your stuff and we're like what and we all dive into the ocean and then we have to swim through these giant waves and crazy with no flippers on or anything just like fucking i got my i got my hat on my clothes i'm like i just fucking swim to, to barely to get to beat slam against this other boat which is way too far away i get there pull ourselves up get on the boat right no idea what just happened look back and i'm like all our stuff's on that boat and then i see i see all of our shit just flying through the air from one boat to another they're just chucking it at us right just like there goes my bag there goes emily's bag there goes somebody's hat and i realize oh my god my phone and my wallet are in my shit oh, there go my shoes Threw my shoes 30 feet in the air over open ocean with my phone and my fucking wallet in it. I fucking run up. They're there. We didn't lose anything. But I was like, I, I was like, oh, I couldn't believe it, dude. It was the most horrific thing I've ever seen. It's like just all of our shit, like, puck, bang, exploding on the ground on the boat, right? <laughs> then those guys, the boat we're on, they like, they like, sit down. We sit down for a second. Then we just take off. And those guys... As far as I know, they're still there. <laughs> we just left them. That we just left them bobbing in the ocean, and we assaulted some other crews. Right. So then we're on this other cruise. It becomes very quickly, very apparent, very quickly. Nobody on this boat speaks English either. The people on the cruise are from somewhere in Eastern Europe, and then the boat captain and stuff there. And so they're like, all the seats in the back. They communicate to us. All the seats in the back are full. You're gonna have to sit up front. We're like, yeah, okay, why? Who, nobody, who cares? Whatever, we're just happy to sit. So we sit up front, and then they crank this thing into fifth gear. Suddenly we're going. <laughs> Nausea goes away immediately like a light switch. We start cutting through the waves. But the reason nobody wanted to sit up front is because every wave we get drenched. <laughs> I'm talking torrential. <laughs> like 17 buckets of, 17 five-gallon buckets of water thrown in your face all at once, which is quite refreshing. Uh, after everything else, and then we just rock it back, just drenched from head to toe. But the nausea's gone. I couldn't be happier. I'm just, I'm just, my, I'm smiling from ear to ear uh, so much that I'm just swallowing <laughs> gallons of salt water because I don't even care because it's just slamming me in the face like a, it's like a movie. I can imagine you seeing like hope. You see all the things that are good in life, and you just you picture a nice set of man hands waiting for you. When you're <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna get the biggest fucking massage. And uh, so then we we start to pull back up to Isla Mujeres, and I we put two and two together on their tour. It goes to a, a sandbar by the beach. I, the previous tour, we had done this as well, where you go to this like sandbar off the coast where the water is really brewing pretty, and then people go swimming. And then so we get there and we dot, like they throw down the anchor and they're like, okay, they communicate. We're going to be here for about 15 minutes. Go swimming, relax. Then we'll cook up some fresh ceviche for you. And then we'll take you guys back to Cancun. And we're like, A, uh, I, swimming is the last thing on earth I want to fucking do right now. B, <laughs> I won't be eating again anytime soon. And C, did you say Cancun? And they're like, yeah, yeah, this, this, this charter goes to Cancun. And I'm like, no, 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 we're here on this island. Take us to a dock on this island. And he's like, no, we don't, we don't go to a dock on this island. We dock in Cancun. And I'm like, yeah, 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 but we're already here. And Cancun is a 35, it's 35 miles that way. And then when we get to Cancun, we have no way to get back. So then we'll have to figure out how to get from your dock to the ferry, and then we'll have to, the ferry only runs every 30 minutes, so we'll have to buy tickets, and then we'll have to take a ferry all the way back to where we are right now, so if you could just take us to a dock, and the guy's like, nah, now nah, you can swim, and then we'll take you back to Cancun. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck this and fuck you. I look at the guys, and I'm like, we're swimming in. And they're like, what? And I grab, I look, it looks like I can stand, I grab all of our stuff, I give Joey the rest of it, because the girls aren't tall enough, they jump in the water, I jump, I, I, I jump in the water with all the stuff on my head, like all of our bags and shoes and everything on our head. <laughs> Wait, how far out are you? Uh, I mean, like a couple hundred, maybe three hundred feet. Maybe okay. it's a sandbar. It's it's a long walk, but it. But I hit the water and I I feel a sting on my finger as I hit the water. And I'm like getting off the off the stairs, uh, off the boat, and I'm like ah fuck. But I can't see anything because my hand is you know my, my hands are above <laughs> my head. Like I'm you know I'm going down to the watering hole to fill up the watering can, and then I'm walking it back up to the village right on top of my head with yeah. all of our shit. 
and the water's just about to my chin, and Joey's a little bit taller than me, so about the same. The girls have to swim, and we very, very slowly walk onto the beach holding everything amidst <laughs> all of these, like, sunbathers and people playing beach volleyball and jet skis and it's Where like a do fucking you came from yeah and, and we're like we look like refugees you know just coming in from open ocean a bit like a long walk in and we get to the beach and i fucking put that stuff on the ground for a second and i and i'm like oh my god and i look at my hand and my hand is covered in blood and i'm like what the fuck my left finger i see on my left finger where my uh on my pinky finger the area like to the left of the nail i guess it got caught on the stairs and it's just ripped a gash open where oh, like geez. a giant chunk of my flesh is pulled open and it's just shooting blood out. And I'm like, ah, fuck. fuck. So I, and I'm like, I'm not getting stitches or anything. Right. And so I just like, I eventually get a, a bandaid and put it on. And, uh, and, and then I have to deal with that for the rest of the trip. But then we, we just fucking take a cab from that point. We just walk up to a cab, take a cab back to the dock, <laughs> get in our golf cart and go home. Uh, now the thing that I didn't mention uh, that I couldn't tell you is I woke up that night, the morning of that trip at three in the morning with a nightmare. And Emily happened to wake up too. And she goes, what's wrong? And I go, I have a nightmare. I had a nightmare. It was really serious. And she goes, well, what was your nightmare? And I go, I, I dreamed we were out in the boat and we got stuck like open water and there was nobody to rescue us. And we were just floating there forever. And then eventually we died. And she's like, well, that's not going to happen. Go back to bed. <laughs> So it, there was this like underlying tension. Did you ever like give each other little looks? <laughs> like, yeah, the whole trip, the whole the whole time. Yeah, yeah. The but whole nobody time. wanted to mention it. No. So I think I did okay there. I, I hope I covered that properly. Oh, and I don't know if it's if it's oh if it's been apparent at any point, but at no point in this six it was over six hours, seven hours, did I see a whale shark. I would love to see like the GPS path on a on a map of where the hell you went. I'd love to know like at what point was the GPS tracking a phone in a shoe flying 30 feet between two. Oh my god, dude. There was about a an hour where I thought we were going to die and about 30 minutes in the middle of that where I wanted it. I was just so <laughs> nauseous and unhappy and just beat to hell from the sun and just and, and starving but nauseous and you just paid to do bruised. that. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get a refund. <laughs> they wouldn't give us a refund. <laughs> oh, 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 what oh, disaster. How many, how many yeah. days in was that to your trip? That was day of three of seven, I think, or six. Okay, so yeah. nice in the middle. Yeah. Wow. What a bonding experience, though. Yeah. Yeah, we all, I mean, we, we, we bonded over tragedy. Dude, I'm telling you, having, to, having a guy scream, go, go now, when you are not ready to get in open ocean and swim 30 feet to another boat and not sure what's supposed to happen when you get there is not a fun experience. I just don't understand how whenever there are instructions for you to like get in the sea or get in the boat or switch boats, why was it always so frantic? We don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I wish I could tell you. But I'll tell you this. We've all agreed. Nobody was up for it by the end of this trip because we were exhausted, but we're all getting go, go now tattoos. Because that's all we said to each other for the rest of the trip. Go, go now. Anytime, anything. You want to go? You want to go get dinner? Go, go now. Because it, it was. I will hear that on my deathbed. Go, go now. I'll never forget that man. Those two men screaming that. Those two times. Go, from the way go that now. they were screaming that, I was half expecting like a, an out of control boat with no yeah. brakes just coming hurtling towards you, and he was like, "Jump out uh, yeah. of the way of it." I'm starting to wonder. It's like, what, was the boat gonna catch fire any second? Like, were we like <laughs> as we were as we were boat as we were like fucking speeding away? I kept waiting to see if there was like a little little mushroom cloud behind me. You know, uh, I, like I don't know if they were just like the guys were just stressed the fuck out because they were also forty <laughs> or fifty miles out into open ocean with a boat that didn't work and they didn't know how to get back or what, but and they couldn't fix it. But God fucking damn it, dude, that was not the place to be, and it was not a fun experience. And I. <gasps> Not the place to be for the whale sharks, apparently. Either. No. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, 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 I'm kind of glad I didn't see him because what was it felt gross when we were out there. There's like a ton of people in the water. There's a million boats and people are throwing up left and right. And I was like, man, if I was a whale shark, I wouldn't come within a thousand miles of this shit. You know. So how long were you in the water total? 
Uh, well, I was in the water for about a minute going from <laughs> one end of the boat to the other while the guy screamed, no sharks here, no sharks here. And then uh, and then I was in the water for the for the uh, for the daring mid ocean rescue, maybe 90 seconds to maybe take 90 seconds. To so get the home. rescue was longer than the whale shark experience. <laughs> yes, the rescue was longer than the whale shark experience. And there wasn't a whale shark experience for Joey and Tamara. They never got in the water. So their their experience was only the rescue experience. And then the, the 45 minutes of just getting, of having somebody spray a garden hose in your face on the way home. <laughs> Oh, it sounds so miserable. It's terrible. Oh, that's this horrendous. A great Jeff vacation. What oh. is yeah. That? Yeah, they're never they're rarely boring. Uh and I realize we're at a right about an hour. Uh that was only the first two of my one, two, three, four, five, six things. So let me hit you up with backpack real fast. This is a quick one. Okay. Uh we're coming up coming home from Mexico, uh trip home, all kinds of fucked up. Global entry isn't working right, mobile passport isn't working right. I get it. It's like <laughs> COVID issues, right? But so it was kind of a stressful trip home. You know what it's like coming in, going through immigration, all that stuff. We finally get there. We land in Dallas. We land in, uh, Gavin, you know, we land in D24, and I got to go to B7 or something, right? Get some Skyrail. So it's like five stops on the Skyrail. So we get up. Uh, Emily and I are both exhausted. We just missed the Skyrail. She's like, I'm going to go sit on that bench and wait for the next one. So she goes over and sits on the bench. I'm like, fuck it. I'll go sit next to her. I go sit next to her too. Immediately the the thing shows up. So we walk over, get on it, go one stop, two stops, three stops, fourth stop, fifth stop. We get off. I go to get up. I go to grab my bag. I don't have a bag. <laughs> and where the fuck is my backpack? Oh my God. I think I, did I leave it on the park bench? It's the only thing that makes sense. So I look at Emily. We have 17 minutes for our flight boards. I'm like, I got to go back. I just run out of the uh, Skytram across the hallway to the other one, hop on the other one, go the five slowest, scariest stops back, <laughs> bolt out of that thing. My backpack's just sitting there waiting for me, completely and totally ignored by everybody else on the airport. I cannot believe it. I got it back. I, it had my driver's license in it. It had my wallet. It had all of my money. It had my laptop. It had my passport. <laughs> it had my phone. It had everything in it. So where was this? Like right, right by the was it Skylink? Right by there, or was it like downstairs? Somewhere? No, upstairs in the Skylink. I think it's the only oh. thing that saved me. Is no security or anybody's ever fucking around in the Skylink, right? Because nobody's ever in there. For yeah, anyone. you it's just usually you stand there for thirty seconds. So there's no, nobody. There's never a chance for people to mill around and notice it. So I think that was the <laughs> only thing that saved it. And but uh. Yeah, it was like to me like maybe 10 minutes, 12 minutes to get back and it was there. And that's the end of my vacation. I'm blown oh away that God. that was still there. A, ba an, a loose backpack at the airport doesn't last long. No, no it does not. But the that's gods crazy. were smiling on me uh, <laughs> that day. The joy of Whew. your vacation wasn't the events that happened. It's the things that didn't and the tragedy of the other experiences. That's the only joy. Outside of man hands, that sounds like it was a great time. Oh, but phenomenal. beyond that, you're just avoiding tragedy. Or is the highlight of your vacation? Oh, I never want to go anywhere with you. Oh. No, I, yeah, I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. How the fuck did that happen, dude? How did I get an hour? I had fifty miles in the ocean on a tiny little like Gilligan's Island. Like the skipper's boat in Gilligan's Island is massive compared to this dinky little thing we were on, and, and we were out there for fucking floating around for like seven hours when it was all said and done. It's a terrifying experience. I've been out on a pretty small boat, you know, far enough away that you can't see any land where like your phone's not working. There's no signal. It is. Uh, it's scary. It, yeah. Because you realize not a lot of stuff has to go wrong and you're in serious like life threatening trouble. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One I, one thing has to go wrong. A hole. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> How how long would you have had to have spent out there for you to eat the uh, ham and mayo sandwich? <laughs> Dude, I don't think I could have ever eaten again. I, I, I was, I have never experienced nausea like that. And I and I'm not a nausea. I realize I just got nauseous on roller coasters like three weeks ago in Florida or a month ago in Florida. But that had way more to do with like particular stresses in my life and and the trip than the roller coaster. I think. Uh, but I have I have. I wouldn't say I have like an iron stomach by any means, but I don't get nauseous. I don't get seasick. And I have never in my life experienced discomfort <laughs> like that. I would do just about anything to never feel that way again. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing.
So real relaxing vacation. Came back totally recharged and ready to retackle life. <laughs> I would have said based on our last recordings that you needed the vacation. I don't think you needed that vacation. <laughs> I I also don't think I needed that vacation, uh, or at least not that that portion of it. And dude. <laughs> We're not going to get into it now because we're about to end this fucker, but we'll start up the, I'm going to get a drink and then we'll start it up. And then I'll tell you all the other shit I have happened today. <laughs> I can't wait. Just today. <laughs> all right, let's wrap it up. Let's get, let's get straight to the next one. All right. This has been a face production. Thanks for fucking your face for the last hour. <laughs> Fuck you next week. I Fuckers. feel like in, in this recording, uh, Andrew and I were the, uh, the first engine that broke down and Jeff yeah. was the one that had to do all the work. Yeah. Oh my no, God, dude. It's amazing. Oh my God. Why didn't they turn around? <laughs> we knew there was a problem 10 minutes into this seven hour hell journey. Why didn't they turn around? I just keep thinking about what was happening in my life while you're experiencing that. Like, was I just preheating a pizza? Like, what mundane, uneventful thing? And then just cut to a guy yelling at you go now, go, go, go. Go, go down! <laughs> oh my I was god! Probably dude. scratching my ass watching <sighs> a movie. Oh, <laughs> by the way, uh, I feel like we should mention um, we uh, we do have a YouTube channel now, and all these are are on YouTube. If you ever want to listen on YouTube, as everybody <laughs> loves to do, to audio podcasts. But we also put the break show up there. So if you ever wanted to watch the break show and you couldn't figure out how to navigate the Rooster Teeth site, you can do it on YouTube. Are we now. putting the old episodes up? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I guess at some point we should. I think I we should. Know. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing pretty well, but uh, I've had a lot of people ask me if it's the official channel and or if it's like somebody <laughs> ripping us off. And no, nobody wants to rip us off. It is us. We're ripping ourselves <laughs> off. <laughs> All right. See you uh, next time. All right. Love you guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye.